888-5393. Greg posted, My brother just got a new Accord. Hashtag, yes, I'm jealous. And his brother replied, Outdid my little brother once again. Hashtag, my Accord rules. Okay, guys, come check out the Honda Summer Clearance event, where you can get a Honda Accord to call your own. It comes with rear view camera and text message reader standard. And it's from KBB.com's best overall brand. Uh, no way he's getting the same car as me. Okay, let's take a look at the Civic then. It also comes with standard rear view camera and text message reader. It's a 2015 IIHS top safety pick and a KBB.com Best Buy. That sounds awesome. Cool. Love you, bro. Love you, too. Hurry into the Honda Summer Clearance event for 0.9% APR financing on the 2015 Accord and Civic for well-qualified buyers. To learn more, visit your local North Country Honda dealer or online at NorthCountryHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. SMS compatible with select phones with Bluetooth. Your wireless carrier's rate plans apply. 2015 Kelly Blue Book brand image awards are based on the brand watch study from Kelly Blue Book Market Intelligence. Award calculated among non-luxury shoppers. For more information, visit KBB.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company Incorporated. It's time to get the story behind the story. Interviews with newsmakers, newsbreakers, and your phone calls. Radio Vermont presents The Mark Johnson Show. Thank you, Jim Connie. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in a gorgeous day today. Thanks for spending part of it with us. Coming up on the uh, double rainbow I caught this morning up in North Arrow this morning. Beautiful uh, day. Thanks for spending part of it with us. we got a full lineup for you. Coming up in our second hour this morning, we're going to be uh, ending the program with a discussion about some of the latest advancements in dealing with chronic pain. Uh, and uh, I know it's an issue that many of you are interested in. Also coming up in our second hour this morning, in just a little over an hour, we're going to be joined by a Harvard physicist who is going to tell us all about what uh, scientists learned last week when they uh, got those pictures back from Pluto. So that'll be coming up after our White House report. We will, of course, take your phone calls throughout the program. We would love to hear from you at 244 1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. And if it's a toll call for you to reach Waterbury, you can join us at 877-291-8255. 877-291-TALK. Uh, also, if uh, there's no other way for you to reach us, you can always send me an email at my Green Mountain Access account. That is mark, M-A-R-K, at G-M-A-V-T dot net. Uh, and uh, before we get down to business this morning, a uh, shout out and a uh, best wishes to uh, my friend uh, Bill Sayre, who uh, hosts the program after this, who uh, announced at the end of last week that he is uh, undergoing treatment for cancer. So all the best to him, and uh, I know uh, he'll be back as soon as possible. Again, our phone number is on the program, 244-1777, toll-free 877-291-8255. We uh, begin this morning, we're going to find out a little bit about a uh, regulation, a law that is in effect that deals with gas stations and the handicapped. And uh, joining us here live in our studio this morning, Joe Choquette, who is with the Vermont Petroleum Association. And uh, joining us on the phone is uh, David Saggy, who is with the uh, State Accessibility Council. Uh, let's start with you. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. And I have to say... Um, uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say that uh, one of the reasons you're joining us on the phone is because uh, not all places in this world are accessible. So I appreciate you, you doing that for us this morning. Not a problem. Joe, let's start with you. In terms of, uh, I think we've seen on occasion gas stations where 
there might be a sign on the pump that talks about people with a disability. Uh, good morning, and, and what's the what's the law on this? Good morning, Mark, and thank you very much for taking some time to talk with us about this issue. Uh, there's a state law and there's a federal law. Uh, the federal law is called the Americans with Disabilities Act, and July 26th, which is Sunday, is the 25th anniversary of the signing of that act. Um, that, of course, governs what goes on not only at gas stations, but at facilities that are open to the public around the country. Uh, Vermont has a law. It was passed, I think, in 1988 or so that says uh, if two or more attendants are on duty at a gas station and a person needing uh, help with a disabled placard pulls up at the pump, you're required to pump the person's gas for them at the self-serve price. In, in a nutshell, that's it. Um, the law's been around a long time. Um, compliance has been spotty. And so uh, at their recommendation, I think it was the idea of uh, Karen Richards of the Vermont Human Rights Commission, uh, we decided to focus on compliance at gas stations in Vermont in celebration of the 25th anniversary of the act. And so that's why we're here. Okay. Does the state law, is it stricter than the federal law? The federal law is stricter and more extensive. Uh, it says essentially any time since September 2010, if you renovate uh, a gasoline station, you have to install pumps that are accessible to persons with disabilities. What that basically means is all of the controls have to be within down low, uh, yeah, yeah. Down low uh, at a maximum height of 48 inches. And if you drive around the state and you see one of those shiny new uh, just renovated gas stations and you go up to the pump, you'll, you'll be able to, to see what we're talking about. What's the need for this state law if the federal law is stricter? I'm missing something here. I don't think that the, that, the, that the federal law is as specific about what you have to do at the pump as the state law. Okay. Do most states have a law like this? Most states have similar laws, yes. Okay. David, can you talk to me about your experience in, in doing things like trying to purchase gas? Yeah. I've been with the state of Vermont, um, worked for the state for almost 30 years now, and it's interesting. Travel has always been part of my job. I work for Department of Disabilities, Aging, Independent Living, and now I'm the ADA program manager. And over the years, uh, I've seen fewer and fewer full-service stations. I use a wheelchair. I have an adapted van that I drive uh, to do my job statewide. And when I first started, there were a lot of full-service station, full stations around the state, and I really didn't have to worry too much about uh having gas pump for me because there were a lot of stations that provided attendance and that was just part of the way of doing business. And as you and all of us know, that over the years, uh, full service stations have disappeared pretty much and it's self-serve. So the need for ADA and uh, for Vermont law became apparent as stations disappeared providing full service. And for me, who uh, uses a wheelchair for mobility and have limited hand use, I can't pump gas. So it be, it, it, it's an issue for me. Um, there are stations that still provide full service in the state. I've had to learn where they are so, um, you know, I can get gas um, um, and when needed. So it, it's uh, right down home to me, you know, the importance of this collaboration, this effort, um, between the private sector and state government to make stations uh, accessible through uh, the initiative that uh, we're doing. 
smart. When, when you go to a station that doesn't have these facilities, can you get somebody readily to come out to your car or, or your van or not? Uh, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. It's uh, If there's one person, the law still reads, if there's only one attendant and security is an issue, they do not have to leave the register or lock the store down to pump gas. So, um, but a lot of the, what I end up and others look for is the largest stations, uh, if they're not full serve to, uh, because usually there's some, there's more than one person on duty and, uh, this initiative, um, with stickers on the pump that we're going to ask all gas stations that, uh, in the state to comply with, uh, we'll have a telephone number. They'll, the, the decal will say honk twice or um, hit the help button. If it's a newer station like Joe just talked about, they have a help button you one can hit to get assistance if some, so somebody will come out. Or um, cell phone number will be on the pump. You can call the front desk and send somebody out for assistance. Mm-hmm. David, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you said that it's difficult for you to pump because you have limited hand use. How do you operate a van? I have full hand controls. It's, um, I've been driving since 1975. The equipment has evolved over the years. Um, there's backup steering, backup brake system, vacuum system. It's zero effort, so it really takes nothing, Mark, to be able to, to steer and hit the brake or gas, it's, it's, I stay right in the chair, I'm locked down, uh, the wheelchair is locked down with seat belts and a, um, a device underneath the chair that bolts, uh, that's bolted to the floor of the van that I lock into that releases when I want to get out. It's, uh, quite, quite, um, sophisticated and technology is wonderful. I've seen it evolve over the years when, I probably was driving, uh, didn't have quite the safety features that the new vans today have. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine something like the, uh, the the dexterity that it takes to try to pump gas would be, I mean, that's, you know, that's right. uh, a little more challenging. Exactly. I don't have a good grip. I have good use of my upper body, arms, uh, but when it comes to gripping, that's where the problem is. Yeah. Uh, that's why I have hand controls that my hands fit into that I can grip onto something but a pump you know i wouldn't want to try to grab a nozzle you know what i mean for safety reasons and and drop it you know just wouldn't work yeah have you ever gotten stuck somewhere have you ever been at a gas station you're just basically stuck um to be honest i haven't um there was one instance i was up north years ago and um i was going to i went up to Burlington, and I had to go to St. Albans, and I went across to Newport. And I was, I had a, a vehicle at that point that was a gas hog, uh, no other way to put it. And I needed gas uh, coming back down the other side of the state. And I stopped at a station, and uh, there was only one person in there. And I had to get out of the van and uh, ask somebody else who was getting gas themselves to pump. So that was, you know, the one time where I really needed assistance and wasn't able to get it but a good samaritan who was pumping their own gas filled up my vehicle so it can be a problem but what i try to do is plan you know what i mean well in advance and as i said i know where full service stations are and in most of my trips the the vehicle i have today is a minivan Mm -hmm. and it's fairly decent mileage so 
the old days I was driving half ton, three quarter ton, full size vehicles, and you know they were really the gas mileage was non-existent. Right, Joe, you said compliance can be spotty. Why? I, I think it's a lack of awareness um, for one thing, and so uh, that's part of the reason that we've undertaken this effort. We've gone to everybody that we think has contact with a gas station, the underground storage tanks people, the people who uh, regulate the pumps and so on, and asked them to participate. And um, articles have appeared in state newsletters, uh, in our newsletter. Um, we're putting, a, we're putting a, a, a section on the checklist that a station operator has to go through each year to maintain their underground storage tanks that says, are you aware of the requirements of the American with Disabilities Act, yes or no? Uh, if yes, are you in compliance, yes or no, and so on. Um, it's not meant to be a regulatory function so much as an awareness and, and to get people aware of what their responsibilities are and hopefully uh, to get better compliance. When you say there's a lack of awareness, uh, that sounds sort of unbelievable. That that almost sounds like, you know, you're also a lobbyist in your other day job. That would be almost like a lobbyist not knowing there's a lobbyist disclosure thing, right? I mean, how would a gas station owner not know about this? You know, we think, uh, we who are close to government and uh, close to regulation and things think that everybody uh, sees everything the way we do. <laughs> but right. um, if you get away from where we are right now and you go to uh, the country store in Menden, Vermont or something like that, I mean, that person is busy ordering milk, um, selling bread, uh, doing a whole lot of other things other than saying, what do I have to do to comply with the law today? At least that, that has been my experience and I've been you know, working in government relations for a long time. People out there um, where people meet people just don't have the same awareness of these things as we do. Mm -hmm. Is there a list anywhere out there of gas stations that are full service? Uh, there's not. And uh, the reason for that, we've contemplated doing that. Um, the reason is that uh, if you're left off the list, then, it's, uh, then you may not... Um, um, it, you know, it would be a security issue. We would think it would be a security issue. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm missing yeah. that. What do you mean? Well, if you're, if uh, the the question is, is there? Can you publish a list of somebody that's always going to have two attendants? In other words, would always be required to be compliant with uh, the law. All right. Okay. Um, if you publish such a list and you're not on that list, then it's clear that you sometimes only have one attendant, um, and we think that would be a security issue for the for the attendants. Wow, I never even thought of that. I mean, that's sort of sad, isn't it? That it, that, that you can't even do that. Well, you know, if you if you follow the news and follow the papers, you know that there is, you know, there is a lot of, uh, uh, there are a lot of incidents at uh, convenience stores and uh, gas stations around the state um, pretty frequently these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right about that. Is there any sort of enforcement on this? Is there any sort of uh, agency that oversees this, that weights and measures? I mean, is there anybody that, that tries to hold people accountable on this, or is this completely kind of voluntary? Da David can reply better to that, but uh, this one is enforced by the Human Rights Commission, uh, and this, the severity of the penalties can be pretty significant. David, what do, what do you know about that? Yeah, well, ADA, as it was written, is a civil rights law which means that it's up to an individual with a disability to complain. And Joe is right, it's the Human Rights Commission in this case that would receive complaints. So it's self-driven uh, through advocacy and individuals who need, need assistance. Um, you know, one of the questions you raised a few seconds ago was, oh God, now I forgot what, what it was, around ADA enforcement. Now, okay, I lost it, sorry. 
Well, I was asking about whether there should be a list of the uh, gas full-service stations. I was asking whether or not why, how it was that gas station owners wouldn't know about this because of uh, uh, that, that why there's a need for awareness. Either one of those ring a bell? Right. Now, the, I, it just came back to me. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, the, um, boy, am I having trouble here. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, so we were talking about the Human Rights Commission is the place where this is enforced. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Oh, I know what it is. That a lot of individuals today under the Americans with Disabilities Act, it's under Title III of ADA, um, aren't aware because they feel like they they feel they were in existence before uh, ADA was passed and this law took effect either in Vermont at the federal level that they were grandfathered in. I can't tell you how many times, Mark, that I've been to a business and asked, you know, for a parking sign or uh, they may have just one step and put in a ramp into their business. It doesn't, it's just not gas stations. It's, it's retail, you know, it's any business that you can imagine that's open to the public. And what the law says, if it's readily achievable, they must provide access. And that's a whole other uh, long debate on what is readily achievable. Yeah, but I'll say. No, one, no one's grandfathered in, Mark. So, you know. Okay. And, there are, and, and the ADA covers a whole lot of things, even at gas stations that are beyond service at the pump. Um, access to restrooms is one. Uh, we were at a station, David and I, last week, which was, which was pretty good. Um, had a button that would open the doors for a person to go in with a wheelchair. Had several designated parking spaces for the store. The aisles inside the store were wide enough to accommodate a person in a chair, and the and the restrooms were uh, were ADA ADA compliant as well. So, um, the requirements of the ADA go well beyond what we're talking about here. But we're really hoping that we can start with at least in the world that that I'm working in, uh, gas stations, and get uh, 100% compliance around the state. Can you both comment on where you think things stand in terms of public acceptance of all of this and whether or not people see this as being uh, unnecessary or, or necessary? I'll start. I think people are more and more aware of the difficulties that people with disabilities have. Um, there are 45,000 either handicap plates or placards uh, in circulation in the state of Vermont. Um, the population uh, of people over 65 has gone up by 22% in the last seven years. There are more and more of us and our parents and our friends um, who, who need these accommodations. And I think more and more of us experience what it's like to be not able to get around. Uh, you know, you might sprain your ankle or you might break your leg or something like that. Um, more and more of us who are not normally disabled um, have some experience and be able to understand it better. So I think uh, awareness is expanding, and I think people generally want to do the right thing. David, can you I, comment on that? Yeah, I agree with Joe. And the other, and most, maybe most, um, important point in this is it's good business, Mark. You know, I can remember back years ago there's a restaurant in town that, that um, wasn't accessible, and I approached the owner and a little reluctant to, to out of the shoot because it was going to cost a couple thousand dollars to uh, put in a. It was only one step at that time, but with signage and everything, it added up almost two thousand. And he said, why do I need to do this? And that was even before ADA was passed. So I'm going back more than 25 years. And after he, he did it, he did the right thing, uh, he realized 
his business realized a huge increase in business. Because it wasn't just myself coming through the door. I came in with family, relatives, and he realized it was a whole other market out there. So I'd like to promote one of the benefits of this, Mark, is because it's good business. It's good business sense, and it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. What would you say, David, in terms of percentage of gas stations do you have no problem at all at? Oh, boy, that's that's really hard to really hard to say but i would you know over half believe it or not okay all right you know either have assistance or i just toot the horn you know i've been refused as i said earlier uh assistance very few times and really not refused you know as joe said earlier a station that only has one person does not have to leave that store lock it up leave the register put themselves or the business at risk to serve gas. So, you know, there's a number of stations statewide, I'm not sure what the number is, that do not have to worry about this, um, but there's a larger percentage that will have to come on board. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we should say just a word about uh, what's happened since the law was passed, the state law in 88. Um, since then, people have uh, gotten cell phones, um, and the pumps have been refitted with, with keypads. So um, in 88, the way to get a person's attention was to honk, honk the horn twice. Now we're hoping that you can put a phone number uh, on the pump with the ADA compliance sticker and that the person can use uh, his or her cell phone to call the clerk and, and talk about it and have a conversation. So that's a part of this, this effort as well. That's big, exactly. Are these new pumps more expensive than the old ones? Well, they're more expensive for a lot of reasons, anyway. and the, the yeah. idea that they're ADA compliant is only one of them. Um, you know, there's the, the PCI compliance or payment card information compliance. There's there's uh, vapor recovery. There, there are a lot of things about them that are different. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, they are a lot more high-tech. David, tell me, uh, beside gas stations, where give me a few other places that you find really challenging in Vermont. Oh, boy. You know, it depends. It, I have to say, Mark, it's a lot easier having a disability in 2015 than it was uh, when my accident happened in the early 70s. Uh, back then, you I couldn't get across the street. There were no curb cuts. Business didn't, you know, the only place that I could frequent, and I've told this story over the years many times, was a grocery store. It was a uh, grocery store in Rutland Large Store and power doors that had easy access, no, no curbs. And why that was is you had mom had grocery carts coming out with, with lots of groceries, and it, it made good business sense, you know, practical sense, common sense to be accessible. So over the years, I've seen many, many businesses, and part of it is because of ADA, uh, the public accommodation law, Section Title Three, and part of it is because it's good business. But it's, um, you know, it's probably the smaller Stores, to answer your question, is probably the, the more mom-and-pop stores. A lot of businesses are just making it at that level. They don't have a huge profit margin, if one at all. They're making expenses. They're making a living. But, you know, to come up with uh, two or $5,000 for a ramp uh, into a, a, a store that has 1,000 square feet, you know, in a small community is, is something that I wouldn't, even, you know, approach unless, you know, uh, somebody, it was the only store in town maybe, then we try to work with them. But, 
it's it's pretty pretty accessible world. When I look back, now somebody coming on with a disability, they may argue with me. Mm-hmm. And there's always a lot to do. Like we're working with gas stations, and you know that this is a huge initiative. It's a collaborative initiative between government and the private sector, and uh, you know, but it's it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's a lot better than it has been. All right. Um, we're going to let you go. You obviously are in, in high high value this morning. But, David, thank you for your time this morning. I really appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. David uh, Sagey is uh, with the State Accessibility Council. Anything you want to add I haven't asked you about, Joe? Yeah, I think I just would emphasize what uh, David said about it makes good business sense. There are more and more uh, customers out there who need assistance. The station that we were at last week, David and I, um, the woman there who runs it said the top uh, – customer who uses this is not disabled people but it's um older women who've never had to pump their own gas and all of a sudden they have to so they need to push the the help button on the pump so it does make good business sense and we're hoping people will realize that and uh hoping that this initiative will really result in better compliance statewide can can older women just ask for help even if they're not quote unquote disabled or have a handicap plate or something or what's yeah, the any, rule there any, there's no rule on that but um, uh, again it just makes good business sense and yes um, if, if people uh, need assistance they should push the help button and, and get a clerk to help okay and you know and maybe we should all be keeping our eye out too you know I like I like the story David actually told about somebody who is also pumping gas that helped him you know God forbid we might help a neighbor now and then absolutely yep. Thank you for coming in. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having us. Joe Choquette is with the Vermont Petroleum Association. David Sagey, as I mentioned, is with the State's Accessibility Council talking about the uh, effort to try to raise awareness at Vermont gas stations of their requirement to help those with disabilities and handicap uh, get gas. We'll take a short commercial break. We'll take your calls this morning. Love to hear from you at 244 244- 1777 is our local number, toll-free 877-291-8255. Back after this. RB Technologies on Route 14 in East Montpelier has been creating and supporting thoughtful